times I feel old like I'm going out of style So I turn down the music on my FM dial I beg of you to come and listen for a while And look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child This is my chance What is going on, Beards and Brodies? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, with me, brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. And I just have to ask, we have not been, we've not been very loud since the uh, season has ended. And we've kind of had a break, a little bit of a vacation, about almost two weeks in now since our last pod. So I just have to ask, uh, how are you feeling right now a few weeks after, you know, just everything? I think I'm past the morning stage of. But really, was the there a morning? But there, was there really there, a morning really stage wasn't. though? We really skipped the morning stage. It was more so acceptance. I think we had acceptance after game four. I think personally, um, but in that sense, I feel like it was just it was a matter of acceptance. We knew what was going to happen. Yeah, the Lakers made the proper adjustments, and the Rockets did not. Yeah. So I mean, it was just more so a crowning for them in the sense. A coronation yeah. to a, to a degree because because yeah. we thought we knew that they were to beat us they were gonna have to be in our, they were gonna have to do our system and yeah. they didn't only just do our system they but beat, they they beat it and they, they excelled better. yeah well yeah. The, the thing was I felt like to be honest I felt like the Laker arrogance was gonna be the um the thing that stopped them where uh, if you recall like in two thousand nine. In that series, when Phil Jackson refused to double Yao. So I felt in the sense that because they are the Lakers, they're like, no, we don't adjust to anybody. We play our game, and you have to beat us at our best. Yes. And to be honest, I think their small ball lineup might even be more effective than their actual lineup. They can call it a similar, like, you know... Uh, you know, Hamptons five or the 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 Tuck Wagon lineup. What would be theirs? Like road, like the Rodeo five, <laughs> you know, or the Beverly Hills five. You the know, the Beverly like, Hills five. Something yeah, yeah, yeah. of that yeah, sense. Yeah. Like that that squad is so good. And if you watched Game One, if anyone watched Game One of Denver Lakers last night, the Lakers are just on a whole other level. Credit to them, and and at the. At the fact that one they beat us, and two in the matter that they beat us, because mm-hmm. I mean the clip the, the the Blazers in the first round was kind of just like whatever for them, but mm-hmm. beating us yeah was huge. I think also like uh, it's more than the LeBron mystique, but it's almost like the beginning of the series when we did the preview. I I knew LeBron's greatness, right? I respect LeBron's greatness, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it because he he is this generation's goat. goat. Mm-hmm. You know, he was passed pa- passed on from Kobe, obviously. Yeah. I, I, we never dipped our hands with him in a series. Nope. So I never got to see, you know, as a as a, as a a fan on the opposite end of, you know, the teams that I faced them, you know, uh, I'm sure this is how Golden State fans felt, Toronto Raptors fans felt, you know what I mean? It's just like, you got to see it firsthand now. I've seen plenty of series for years now for LeBron, but... Just to see it firsthand on the opposite end of the spectrum, it's 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 different. It hit different, and it just goes to show the greatness of LeBron and the greatness of this Laker team to be able to adjust, yeah, and to do it not only do our lineup, but to polish it essentially and mm-hmm. and make it next level. So yeah. I respect them for that, and we respect them for that for sure. Um, let's go ahead and talk about it right now. Uh, so 
from the last time, from the, from the jump start, from when we did the last podcast, we made our game five predictions. Mm-hmm. I've come to the realization also, uh, GM, that we're very different in our the way that we look at things. Um, you're 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 optimistic, but you're like a realist. Very. You're a realist, right? You like to uh-huh. keep it. Not not. You can be a little pessimistic person. You could you could be a little bit of the uh, Mister Fundamental in a way, but but you're not like always pessimistic. I'm not as you're pessimistic, real. but I'm very like you, you know. You keep it real. Yeah, I mean, in the yeah. sense of honestly, like when we did our predictions, I wanted to lean Lakers in six, but I was like, I do believe that the Rockets have, could win we, seven. We just had to. We had but, to. But, I, but like, I felt yeah. like it was going to be them exactly in and, my in my deepest. Deepest, darkest loins. Well, we That's what I believed. F- well, the B League, we weren't really the favorite to begin with, so you know yeah, what I mean. Like, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it was tough sledding from the beginning. But oh yeah. So what I was what I was saying was is that like we're just very different in our takes, and I've come to the conclusion that I, I'm very much um, I'm an optimist. I'm a glass half full type of guy. I am the dreamer. I am I am a dream shaker. That's what I am. Like yes, I am. Like for God's sakes, do you, GM, do you remember a few years ago when I thought Brian Hoyer was going to be? Like I was like Brian Hoyer can be decent. Jeez, Kenny, that was just you know no. what I mean. Like, like it's like that. Like yeah. I, I like to believe in the possibilities of the success yes. that'll be brewing yes, within the yes. city's team. Well, I mean, granted, like that Russell was, Westbrook. That was you were down on the Russell Westbrook trade, right? When when it off the jump, like initially, I was because, I was down, but I felt that those two were gonna make it yeah, work yeah, because exactly. they love each other. Exactly, exactly. You know, but but I was immediately excited. I was a little yeah. sad, but I was immediately excited. Like I had to get in the you know, just to uh, preface at this, like just let y'all know we have a we have a group chat, like a sports group chat in our in our friends. And we we always talk about stuff and just for the most part everyone was down. Everyone's like, ah Russell Westbrook. And now I remember I was yeah. like, oh Russell Westbrook, I mean, like we, this is a great deal. You remember we had a conference call, me, you and Julio. Yes. Within yes. five minutes of the trade being announced. Announced, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I could we and I remember telling you I was driving down 59 and I was ready like I was kind of welling up because I was very sad because you know it was kind of like it was a very short marriage of CP3 and Harden but that was probably the happiest times we've ever experienced with each other in our years of yeah. Rockets fan yeah yeah of course of course and to see it end was a such a like and in the way it the way it ended too was so yeah, sad yeah, yeah. and it wasn't like it should not have happened of course in that of course. sense yeah yeah but i get that yeah because of that you know a lot of emotions are stirred up yep mm-hmm. yeah that's right that's right and uh before we you know we can't i, I you know i just i don't want to tangent too far i just wanted to kind of just preface it by saying that, that that's how we are and that's mm-hmm. how we looked at the series yeah possibility yeah. with the yeah. rockets and lakers yeah so that's what I, that's all i was trying to say and, and and that's why i was i was trying to let you know that um we were when we went to the series, like I kept hoping, I kept having good, I kept throwing good vibes that way, because that's what I believe. I like to believe in the best of the team and how they could accomplish things. So game five was an absolute train wreck. It it was it was the saddest burial in in a way for for the Rockets, just because the fight was not there. Like it just wasn't there and they, i just remember they went on a big run to start the game and and that was it i just felt like okay well they're gonna go a big run rockets are probably gonna go on a run at some point but at the end of the day it's just not gonna it's just not gonna work so the rockets lose in five they lose the series four to one and the lakers beat the rockets in game five 119 to 96 and before we started the episode i know that you wanted to 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 let everyone know that uh i was watching the game but uh what, what were you doing I was on a mini vacation in Austin, and I specifically told the guys in our group chat that 
I'm not gonna let the rockets ruin my vacation. So, so I, it goes so I did to show how you it. felt well, about I mean, it at that like, moment. You like know? After game four, in my heart, I was like, okay, if the series ends, it's fine. But I mean, I had other things going on. So in that sense, yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way. And the people that I was with, I'm not going to make them wa- watch the game. There's no point. you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if there is a game six, then I'll enjoy it when I come back. Mm-hmm. But in that sense, for me, it was to be present in the moment and... That's fine. I was I still kept up with it. Yeah, yeah of course. Through Twitter, but it was good. Yeah, box and of scores. Course. Yeah, and all I noticed was that Harden did his thing, and no one else wanted to do anything. From what I saw, yeah, or read in the sense, and and it was that way throughout the game. Mm-hmm. It was tough. It just seemed like they it quit. just were discombobulated, and and they just could not find an answer. Mm-hmm. I have to say, though, from watching that game made me kind of also realize two things, two big things. Uh, oh, I'll say it. Stephen A. Smith, uh, he always, he always says, he always, he always says this. <laughs> oh, uh, point number one. Okay. Let me, let me tell you some two things here, Max Kellerman. Number one. <laughs> That's what he always says, right? So he goes, number, number one. Um, obviously, Daniel, the Daniel House debacle just it like, killed that team. It killed the team. Right, I feel like there's a chemistry issue with that. Like there has to be. So and mm-hmm. and we thought it was Harden. We thought like maybe it was like somebody. Now we can, now we can actively say it because <laughs> the series is already over. We thought it was a superstar. We thought maybe it could have mm-hmm. been Harden. It could have mm-hmm. been da da da. You know. But uh, the wife was on her Instagram and she put on her story. Daniel House's wife said, "You know, you reap what you sow." Mm-hmm. So, from what I'm hearing from the wife's perspective... Is that it did happen. It did happen. And he fucked up. So, <laughs> I'm sure that pissed off Harden and Westbrook and the whole team. Yeah, because it showed how selfish he was. Exactly, because you, know? you could not keep your D in your pants yep. until you won a title. Yep. And Be- he was a crucial... And crucial it's not, part And it's not like Bruno Caboclo Bros over there, you know, trying Damn to... <laughs> Because Kabako Bro can do it. That's yeah. right, Kabako Bro. Go do, do, go do what you yeah, got to do. David Nwaba, go yeah. ahead. Chris Clemens, exactly. be my guest. Y'all do what you got to do. Like, Daniel, holy yeah, Daniel, stay holy. Yeah, <laughs> dude. My God. Like, man, it's just so unfortunate. So that that's point number one. I, I really think it destroyed that team. I think, honestly, maybe we wouldn't have won the series, but I think we could have pushed it to seven. We yes. could have pushed it to seven. It would have been a great series. It would have put we were respect. Right, we were right there yeah. in game two. We, we were, were right, right there, there in game two. Yeah. And yeah, and then after game two, obviously, because he didn't play the rest of the series. Yeah. So and then and then point number point number two was it's 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 the culture. It's the mm-hmm. culture of the team. It's it's classic D'Antoni never making adjustments. Yeah. And you could just see that they tried, but you're so limited with what you have, with no, you know, this is this is we talked about all the positivities that small ball brings. Now now we have to. We have to force we have to put the negatives of the small ball, which it puts no rim protector at the rim. Yep. Which gave LeBron easy headway to get to the basket on every possession he wanted, any possession he wanted, essentially. Yeah. And the lack of shooting with Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. It put the team in such a it it stifled them. Mm-hmm. It it was like a boa constrictor slowly suffocating this team. And it just seemed like they couldn't get out of it. On top of the Daniel House, do you, do you think that the Rockets take him further if there is no Russell Westbrook and there is Chris Paul? Like, let's just speak hypotheticals. Okay, here. okay. So let's speak hypotheticals. Which, which, which is interesting because at some point, um, 
that's so, gonna, it's gonna come up. At, at, so we are gonna be presenting to y'all. Just want to let y'all know. Just want to preface it by saying, y'all, letting y'all know right now, this is off season. So obviously you're thinking, okay, off season, what's gonna happen? We have so many episodes in in mind for y'all. Like y'all better get ready. Like. Because it's gonna, this episode's probably gonna, we're gonna do an episode probably talking about that. Yeah. And, uh, it's what gonna, ifs yeah, we're gonna go into the what if machine and we're gonna spin this bitch to, you know, yeah. we're gonna keep going with it. So, yeah. okay. You're saying if, if, you know, Chris Paul, everything goes according to plan, Chris Paul goes vegan, they strike out on Jimmy Butler like normal, mm-hmm. but Harden says, you know, F it. Obviously, Chris Paul, I see you're trying to get into shape. I see you're doing good. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Let's try. I'll trust you for one more year there's so many facets into the situation just because you know obviously the thunder i you know to be honest like yeah so i don't even know if paul george would have ended up leaving like who knows like you know what i mean there's just so many dominoes that could have fallen yeah but yeah i think so because clint would have stayed but then but clint, clint, clint was hurt well clint was year. hurt yes all yes year. that's right we, so maybe we, we they would have we don't have roco either we have chris paul but we don't have roco and that's but then who huge. knows but then that's the thing like we don't know who we've gotten that couldn't have been our team though like you're not just gonna... actually you know what the clint capella trade could have still occurred no that's regardless. what i'm saying that's what that's it's what i'm true. saying like because clint was hurt and they knew yeah. they had to get a deal done they needed somebody anybody yeah. and they weren't going to trade clint capella for you know a freaking bag of chips or you know uh you know some random 30 plus year old big man who's not that good you know what i mean yeah. like skill wise yeah. yeah you they need somebody so i'm thinking okay let's 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 jump further into that and let's say like Chris Paul stayed and then on top of that Chris let's say Clint did get traded for Rocco but Tyson Chandler probably would have been more used mm-hmm. because I'm sure Chris Paul would have advocated for that absolutely so could that team have taken down this Lakers squad I don't know if Chris Paul has the the where not not the wherewithal I'm just saying more so in the sense to dominate it in the sense but at the same time. The shots that they were giving Westbrook, do you think they the defense? Well, does that's the that thing. It have to it have to adjust. Have to You'd have to that. trust the adjustments. But at the end of the day, I do think the Lakers would have taken the Rockets. Realistically speaking, um, just because we saw the way that that Laker team adjusted, and they would have adjusted to whatever we gave mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. we probably would have still taken Game One. I think they would have. I think they would have went with a LeBron on a Chris Paul. Uh, what's it called? Yes. Like post ups. You could you you would see a lot of those. Yeah, you'd get that matchup. Because LeBron won't back down Russ, but LeBron will certainly back down Chris Paul. Yes, and absolutely, that's the type absolutely. Of but but you give him for. that because Chris Paul actually plays great defense. So he does. You, you, you give does. him that, and, and plus it's also the 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 knowing of knowing your your mm-hmm. your your real like your best friend. Yep. Like, you know the way Chris Paul kind of instituted that game to stretch. You know this series to seven games against the Rockets. He would probably implement some. You know the, the the pettiness of Chris Paul would have probably been excelled to another level mm-hmm. <laughs> playing yeah. against LeBron yeah. in a series, especially with us. But uh, yeah, so okay, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to dwell because then I just get sad. Yeah, it's 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 tough to call. Honestly, yeah, let's, it's let's tough not to call. let's not indulge in yeah, this. Yeah, let's not indulge too much. Later. Let's not indulge too much. But let's indulge into this, Justin, because I have to. Because I, I I you know like you brought this up with me, and and we need to talk about this because it just occurred a few days ago, and it's not. The Rockets that were the biggest disappointments in the playoffs? It was not. It was not. You know what? I could argue. I could argue with GM. I could argue with all the fans out there that we weren't even top three of most disappointing teams in the bubble. No, we're not. We're not even top three. I would, I would argue that to no end. Like you got, you got so many different teams, but I'm talking about one particular team. 
and we need to talk about that. And oh man, I'm opening up Pandora's box for the GM because he has a lot to say. Let me go ahead and just give let me give you guys let's let's hop into the DeLorean, you know, from a two months ago, and let's let's <laughs> jump back into episode four right quick, where the, we did the run it back episode with Jay the Young Bucket, and we ran back. Game six of the 2015 game between uh, the Rockets and the Clippers, and Doc Rivers was the coach. And this is exact moment of of that three one comeback where the Rockets ultimately won the series. And let's let's dive into this real quick and and let's hear what the GM has to say about uh, Mr. Doc Rivers. Okay, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something really controversial <laughs> that not many people might agree with me. Is Doc Rivers not the most um, overrated coach ever? <laughs> like honestly, I'm dead serious. In all time, like I, I don't want you to tell me anybody, all of our listeners, is there a coach who is more overrated and glorified than Doc Rivers? He's only won one championship with the Celtics. They couldn't take down the Lakers when they were up three-two, minus no Kendrick Perkins, but they were up double digits against them in Game Seven. He's he's the only coach that I've known that has lost two series when they've been up three-one. Oh, I didn't know that. What else you got for me? Because. I do not like Doc Rivers yeah, as a coach. Like Where is my tea? I, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying <laughs> that he's. Right I don't. I don't. I don't think he's a terrible coach, but I just think that the media glorifies him like crazy for no reason. Yeah. Rudy T has more championships than him, and it took him forever to get into the hall. He just got into the Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> okay, to to quote the young bucket while you were talking, um, in that episode, uh, where's my tea? It was scalding. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, shout out to Young Bucket. But oh my God, the Clippers, three mm-hmm. one. Yep. Five years ago, same thing. Yep. It's like a five year anniversary. Clip. You know, Doc Rivers must have popped in and said, "Happy five years to my three one debacle." Let me go ahead and do another one for you, right quick. Yep. Let me lose one. Let me lose one. So, so GM, mm-hmm. I am going to give you the floor here. I'm going to step back, mm-hmm. like James Harden, and I'm going to leave you the floor. GM three one Clippers blew it to the Denver Nuggets. Doc Rivers, the coach, go. Let me tell you something. Oh, you want to go hook? Let me tell you something, brother. But, okay, I'm just going to say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Doc Rivers, he just lost three 3-1 leads in the playoff series. Not just one, not just two, but now three. And this is the thing. Three? All three were in different decades. He did it through he, three, he did three it. presidencies. Yes, through three presidencies. George Bush... Obama and now Trump. If if anybody tells me that Doc Rivers is a great coach, get the hell out of my face. He, I'm not saying that he's not a bad coach, but the fact that people on ESPN would still give him any sort of like credentials, gravitas, yeah. even after losing this three-one lead. Yep. They're just like he can still keep the job. Are you kidding me? If this happened in another city, like let's just say Houston. No. Oh, they would call for your head. If he lost one three-one lead, he would be fired. Yep. But this is not. This is just the third one in his tenure as a coach ever. Twice in L.A. and yet, Steve Ballmer is like, we're gonna keep him. Hell no, you mm-hmm. don't. No. Yeah, just... I, but I mean, though, maybe the the reason why they're keeping him is because it was one of the things that Kawhi stated, and Kawhi and Paul George have player options in year three, so they run it back with Doc. If it fails, they're gone. They're Either they're gone or they're gonna fire Doc. Yep. Because they'll threaten to dip. 
Yeah, and right? I, I don't, I don't know. I think. Well, okay, let's not even get into that. Yeah. Anyways, no, 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 no. all I'm gonna say is that I, I want someone to come at me and tell me, like, I want if someone wants to have a debate, let's debate, cause I'm ready. <laughs> I got gun. I got, I got bullets in my holster. No one's ready for this. No one's ready for this noise. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's just keep it real. And, and, se- and-, and I'm just gonna be real. Secondly. It's nice that we're not the object of ridicule because it's now the Clippers. The Clippers have always been that team. But yeah. the fact that they're the longest tenured franchise ever to not make a conference plus final. Years. It's 50 yep. now. Oh, there's a 50. Yep. <laughs> and That's great. You know, and it's so funny to me. I, I, I watch that. I'm just like, man, you know, that could have been avoided. But Doc Rivers is still your coach. And if you have Doc Rivers as your coach, minus 2008, success isn't really something that correlates with him. Yes. Playoff success. Of course. Okay. But. Okay. Yeah. I want to bring up two points. Mm -hmm. One. One. I know at the end of the day, we don't always agree. I've felt similarly to Doc, about Doc Rivers to, you know, to how you felt, but I, I just wasn't as strong about it. I, but after this. If you don't think he's a choke artist and not a gr- and he's a good coach, mm-hmm. but if you can't put him in the same realm as a D'Antoni, even as a coach, because D'Antoni's well liked, he's respected. Well, he's actually he's actually the thing that I have to give Doc. He he still has a he still has okay. A he has a title on his. So he okay, has great. the benefit of the doubt. Of course, of course, he has a title. D'Antoni is okay on a whole other level. Of course, of, of course, yeah. but but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this though. Mm-hmm. I, I'll agree. I agree with you. Point number one. Mm-hmm. For everyone out there, I'll add on to this. I'll piggyback off of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Point number one. If pe- people, a lot of the people in the media are saying, oh, well, the Clippers, this is their first year together. You know, they're working on chemistry. There's chemistry issues, right? Yeah, that's normal. Okay, let me give you guys a little quick, let me give you guys a quick uh, update. Lesson, let Kenny. me give you a little history lesson on, on what, what this deal is. Okay, let's talk about the Toronto Raptors real quick. Let's talk about the 2019 NBA champion Toronto Raptors. Okay, Kawhi Leonard goes to the Raptors for one year. He gets traded in... What did he trade? He signed... No, no, no. He got traded. He got traded. He traded. Got traded to Toronto in July. Okay? They they hired Nick Nurse as a first-year coach. They traded away DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry's best friend, for this Kawhi Leonard. Nick Nurse later on gets hired. They add multiple new pieces. They trade for Mark Gasol in the February 2019 deadline. And what happens, uh, GM, in June? That team wins a championship. That team was together for a combined 11 months. Mm -hmm. That team wasn't together for a full calendar year. Yep. So people need to shut up when they say, oh, it's just chemistry issues. It's not. It is absolutely not. And point number two... Let's talk about Doc's stars that played with him yep. during these three one leads that they gave up. They yep. had T Mac, you know, mm-hmm. which man, GM. Right now, we need to, you know, during this off season, we're gonna have to dive into a retrospective on T Mac because I got a lot to say about that. But we he had team, he will. had T Mac and Pat Garrity. Pat Garrity, in my eyes, is still a star. <laughs> Love you, Pat Garrity, <laughs> three point shooter. He had a he had a uh, starting point guard in Ty Lue. Oh, yeah, Tyloo. Yeah, Tyloo. Didn't yeah. he have an aging Grant Hill? Grant Hill didn't play because he was hurt he was for hurt, four yes. years. So T- T-Mac was the superstar for that team. Mm-hmm. Let's fast forward to 2015. He had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. That team was so stacked. 2020. Let's talk about that. That Clipper team, you'd argue, could go toe-to-toe with any team in today's NBA. Mm-hmm. Any team. 
even you could put you can even put Golden State together, you know, fully fully you know, okay. fully in capacity with uh with you know uh with Clay and Steph. Mm-hmm. You could argue that from the outset that that team because you had the talent. You had the role players. You had Ty Lue, you had Pat Pat Beverly, you had Montrez Harrell. Did On you say Ty Lue? You meant you meant uh Lou Williams. Oh, did I say Ty Lue? You said Ty Lue. Shoot. You meant well, Lou Ty Lue was on the bench. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> ah, save myself. But uh so yeah, sorry, Lou Williams, that's what I meant. Sweet Lou. Uh Sweet Lou. So the at those and then on top of that, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So there were stars on there. So don't it's get not me, a matter don't get me of started like started on pandemic P. No, no. Don't well, that's no. We're no, we don't have to. So no, but, but I will after you're done. Okay, I'm gonna go off. <laughs> um. Well, it's not your turn yet. It's not your turn yet, GM. I know. I'm Max Kellerman's <laughs> quietly waiting in the shadows. <laughs> Did you, uh? There was one part in the uh, on the first take in the following morning where 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 uh Stephen A is literally eating a snack. Like literally eating food while while Max Kellerman's talking because Max Kellerman was the one backing up Kawhi Leonard as calling him the greatest basketball player alive. He said he was more clutch than Kobe. Yep. And Kobe, that I mean, Kawhi is a great player. Let's not get it wrong. No, no, but no. You, can't, yeah, you yeah, cannot compare him to a Kobe, a LeBron, a Michael Jordan. I don't care how great you think he is. He's not on that level. No, no, In no. Game no, seven, not. I believe he didn't prove it. He he proved yeah. it because. Everything was riding on his shoulders. Yeah. He had help in San Antonio. Of course. He had help in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Paul George, you can argue, might be the most talented player he's played with, honestly, outside of Tim Duncan. But Paul George, his stats in elimination games, he's never made more than five field goals in an elimination game. Like a game six or a game seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's, yeah. His percentages are terrible. Whatever energy he brought to that locker room, it's infectious. It even infected the guy who doesn't get infected by anything, Kawhi. And Kawhi had a terrible shooting night. I mean, the, my, my my man's got a strong immune system. Essentially, like what he, the way he does, the way he mm-hmm. operates, and everything. Dude's yeah. like a freaking robot. Yep. But yeah, no, you could you could see it, and 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 and. For anyone that's like listening to our pod, by the way, you know, we apologize that, you know, this isn't, well, trust me, this is a Houston Rocket centric podcast. This is the first episode you dive into, I promise. This is the only time we'll ever dive, truly into dive away from Rockets. Other parts of the NBA. Just because I think it's a story that transcends. If anyone who does a sports podcast, they have to talk about this because this is such a big deal. And it does, in a way, involve the Rockets. Yep. Because we were the second of the three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, I, I understand. Where I totally understand where you're coming from, and you're right. Like mm-hmm. it is, uh, Paul George he is who he is. Mm-hmm. That's why he wasn't the first choice. That's why Kawhi knocked on Harden's door yep. and wanted Harden. Told told the GM yep. of the Clippers, go ahead and call. Go ahead and call yep. uh, Maury. Maury flat out said no. Yeah. But he wanted Kawhi wanted Ka- Harden. Harden was the number one choice. Harden just in was case number one choice. No, right. And then okay. who was number two? Who's succeeding right now? Still. <sighs> Oof. You don't. I, I told you the list. Uh, I know. I don't. I don't remember off the top of my head. Well, yeah, it's been. It's been a year. <laughs> no, no, no. We talked about this last week. Jimmy Buckets oh, was Buckets, the number yeah, two yeah, choice, yeah. but okay, yeah, but yeah. Jimmy did not want to go to L.A. He wanted his own team. <laughs> Pandemic P. I, I'm not even calling by his real name because he doesn't deserve it. Pandemic P mm-hmm. was the third choice, and he is a great choice in mm-hmm. the sense of talent. But un, until he knows his role, like The Rock says, he won't. <laughs> truly grasp where he is he's just full of excuses of course yeah full of excuses absolutely and and, and and isn't that just 
so annoying at this point like you know they let's let's you know just just do a quick dive in on on paul george's history you know when they didn't advance uh it was roy hibbert roy hibbert was the issue Mm -hmm. then he went to okc okay russell westbrook is the issue now who are you gonna blame doc rivers is the issue like yeah you can blame doc rivers too but what are you gonna blame it on Kawhi? is Kawhi the issue like Mm -hmm. no Paul George is clearly the issue, and he needs to take a step back like my man Harden mm-hmm. and realize, I'm not as good as I think I am. He's great during this. Yeah. You know, you can argue, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, people argue that, okay, Paul George could be above Harden, and I'm like, no. No. Well, okay, why don't you go ahead and put Paul, let's let's plug Paul George into this team. Let's just, let's just trade. We probably, do we probably trade. don't even make it out of the first round. Exactly. Yeah. Let's trade. Or any Rockets team that has existed since Harden's uh, debut in Houston in 2012. In and let's place. just trade them for a season and see how far they get. Yeah. They are not going to get very far. Am I a big fan of Paul George personally? Yeah, I did. I thought he was going to be the second coming of T-Mac. I thought he was great. Wingspan he, he is great. He's a great shooter. Potential. He has that potential. I don't know how hard he is. He's a really hard worker too, but you are who you are at the end of the day. Yeah. He's a second fiddle type player yeah. and he needs to and understand that i'll play devil's advocate here because if julio is here the same issues that houston has people might blame it on other things but he would think the same thing he even said in our group chat what are the issues in houston what's the main component that's been in every issue even though there's something else of course blamed? yeah he, of course. he, well, he is the biggest he's the biggest hardened critiquer we know yep like in terms of that because we know what it takes to, to to we know what it takes to win championships. We've watched enough basketball and mm-hmm. NBA National Basketball Association in our lives to get that. Mm-hmm. So I I yeah no and he would yeah absolutely. So good point, good points, good points. Um, do you know what do you know what the Clippers probably needed more than anything? What do they need, Kenny? Just the Clippers. Well, you know, well it's funny that I should say Clippers. By the way, they needed some Clippers. They needed some Clippers. Maybe they they had a better haircut. Maybe if they had a. Maybe if they went to Argyle League and got a more fresher cut, maybe that would have helped them advance. Do you think so? Absolutely. Oh man. Well, let me go ahead and uh, let me let me talk directly to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Doc Rivers and the entire Clipper uh, team. Y'all should come to Houston and check out the greatest and best barbershop in the city of Houston. That is actually no. I'll go ahead and say it. the entire United States. In fact, the entire world. That is the Argyle League. All right, listen up, Kawhi Leonard. Listen up, Pandemic P. Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey, all while being taken care of by top-shelf professional barbers? That's right. This right here is the Argyle League, where me and my brother have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. What makes Argyle literally the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world. They have been featured in GQ magazine. They were the exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016. They were the official barbers for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Calendar launch party in 2017. And that is just a few accolades. So if you're tired of your hair and want to look like a gentleman, I highly recommend going to the Argyle League and get a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers. They are located at 709 West Alabama Street in Houston, Texas. I'll say it again. 709 in West Alabama Street in Houston, Texas. Visit their website now, theargyleleague.com, to book an appointment. I'll say it again. Visit their website, theargyleleague.com, right now to book an appointment. So stay sharp, gentlemen, and meet us at the summit. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Summit State of Mind. And before we dive into this, I just want to ask the GM, how are you feeling right now? You're, you're good? You're still with me, right? I'm, I'm in this. I'm in it to win it. In it to win it. In it to win it. It was That's a Disney Channel movie. I don't remember the name. I have no idea. I've never Is heard it. Is it a jump? 
I, jump. It's me. No, oh, I'm thinking of the NBA show. Jump. Jump. Oh, this is gonna bug me. You ever guys have those 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 little brain worms in your in your thing that you try to remember something and you forget? Nah, I okay. No, I can't I can't I can't let this stop me. I have to jump into it now. Oh, wait, what? Oh no. That stinks. I don't know if he comes back, to be honest with you. Live feed. Okay. Live news. Live news. Live big breaking news. Literally as it's happening. Um just uh, this is we're gonna we're gonna quickly dive out of the summit real quick and and just squeeze into the juice box for just a split second. Justin Verlander just announced on his Instagram, just announced on his Instagram that he's gonna have season-ending Tommy John surgery. I don't know if it's gonna happen after the season. I was pretty certain it was gonna come at some point, but I don't want to be a negative Nancy right now. We're not gonna do that. We are not gonna be negative ninnies because we have something big to discuss. Let's go ahead and open for the second time our summit takes. Summit takes big time uh, stuff that people have been sending us. Big thank you, first of all, to all the fans that have uh, of our podcast that have given us their opinions and their takes. Everything that y'all have uh, sent us, each take that you have sent us, will be talked about on this episode. So we big give one want to give one big shout out to all of you. So let's go ahead and dive in. Are you you ready for this? Oh, I'm in. I'm All ready. Right, let's I'm do ready. this. All I'm right, ready. let's do this. I feel good. I feel good. This is great. Okay, so first up, who is who's always the first? Uh, Jr. Jr. My boy, our boy Jr. Uncle, man. dude. I want to. You know what? I'm gonna give him an honorary nickname because yeah, I feel like he's like our number one fan. Uncle Jr. <laughs> Uncle Jr. Uncle Jr. With the take right here because he's my point forward. He's like my Jeff Green on on the basketball court. Um, Jr. says, and, and this is with an exclamation point. So I feel like I have to say it in his words. Trade E.G. Don't rely on small ball 100% of the time. Um, I would love to trade EG personally. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what in the hell are we going to get in return? With that extension, it's like yeah, almost near impossible. It's like, but it, also, it, I wish we could speak it into existence. But they do say that the last year is a non-guaranteed. You know. So, yeah. in that sense, I feel like it is a possibility for a desperate team. But... I do not know. Yeah. It's possible. And, and I do agree, though, but I do agree with JR in terms of what he says about um, not not depending on small ball. I, yes. I, I like small ball. I like it in doses. In I like it in spurts with what like what we did in 2018. Mm-hmm. I thought that was perfect. Like a closing lineup. Like Just a like closing how, lineup. Golden exactly. State did. Yep. Exactly. The yep. Hampton Swipe. So, okay. So, good point. JR, what's up, dude? Great point. Yeah, I, I mean, really... yeah. That's something that we can definitely... Um, move further on we see someone who can play athletically a javel mcgee type you know there are bigs out there that can bring that Maryland's noel yes yeah but you know that's we'll have to wait and see what daryl morey especially because we're gonna have because we're definitely gonna dive into that in another episode but you mm-hmm. the, the coach the coach that will come in is gonna be big upon that so we're gonna find out what what you know later yeah, on absolutely so we'll talk about that all right Thank you, JR, for the uh, thank you, JR, for the take. We appreciate it. Thank you for coming to the summit. Let's go ahead and move on now. Um, the Nature Boy, the Nature Boy, actually didn't. It wasn't really a take as much of a of a of a question. So he had a question for us, which is good. This is great. We're you know, cool we take questions that. too. Takes, questions, answers, exclamation points, absolutely, quotation marks. I'll take whatever, man. I'm an English grammar head. I love it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So the Nature Boy says, not really a comment about off season, but just a question about the Lakers series. If Russ stayed healthy and not injured, so basically no COVID, 
would the story be different or do you think we still fall to LA? So let me let me go ahead and direct that question over to the GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, GM, let's say that Russ uh, went ahead and, and was healthy and didn't have COVID at all and he didn't lose a step and he was continually working out and he was building himself. Do you think the Rockets win the series? Do you think that they could take down LA if Russ was fully healthy and back basically to what he was before the pandemic hit? No. You still don't I think don't so? I don't think so. I do think that we extend it to seven um, because there are definitely going to be games where Russ goes off and he gives the necessary help to Harden that Harden desperately needed that needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like the adjustments that LA made and the way their role players are playing at a whole other level. um, I don't think those two, especially Russ playing at hundred percent was enough to beat LeBron AD, but also, you know, Rondo affecting the game, Markeith Morris shooting lights out. Yeah. Alex Caruso making um impact making an impact on the defensive end. Those are things that Russell Westbrook, despite all his greatness, can't change. Of course. Okay. I am going to disagree. I am going to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that if Russ was a hundred percent and back to where he was in the pen before the pandemic, where he was attacking, slashing at the rim with no regard for humanity. Yeah, the first step was there. The quickness is there. The bounce, the bounce is there. Um, I don't think he gets blocked as much by LeBron. He would probably get more foul calls. Um, he, he would have stronger. taken it to the teeth of Anthony Davis. He did it multiple times during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I believe I'm gonna take it one step further and say that. If Russ was healthy and if Daniel House kept his D in his pants and if Russ was what he was in February, mm-hmm. Rockets don't just win. I stay with my take and they win in six. Like, I believe that if mm-hmm. LeBron and LeBron and that Laker team did all those adjustments and were still not able to succeed, mm-hmm. I think it would have, like, I think it would have mentally, like, gotten to them. I think once it gets to LeBron, the team will start to fall. Once LeBron sees that there's nothing that mm-hmm. he can do in that sense, mm-hmm. I just don't think it would have reached seven just because we were literally in it mm-hmm. in game two, mm-hmm. and they basically just did the same thing. Yeah. And a lot of it was predicated upon, you know, the team just kind of, you know, obviously getting discombobulated in multiple facets, yeah. but, you know. But I, I do think that in that regard that LeBron still gets to the rim at will. He still makes those easy layups and ones and that's kind of the energy that gives the role players energy in the sense and everybody touches the ball on that team yeah like, yeah i mean they as much as the rockets touch the ball i mean it was this is the most i've seen them use any sort of ball movement in years but the yeah. lakers they're on that i don't want to put them nearly at the level of a golden state of how many people touch the ball but when you have 12 assists and 15 field goals made that is definitely something yeah. that you see that you can tell that the teamwork, the chemistry, everything is clicking. And I don't think that the Rockets had that. Okay. Okay. Um, but, but also mm-hmm. I would say though, on the counterpoint to that, mm-hmm. if Daniel house was there for all of those games, mm-hmm. cause Daniel house is a big time wing defender that you need on the court. Yeah. And you think Russell, he affects LeBron? No, no, not that it just he affects LeBron, but the ball movement wouldn't have been as crisp. These great passes, these easy cuts to the rim. If Russ was healthy and 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 was good with his quad, 
Yeah. I just see Russell even being even more active. Yeah. I can, and Daniel I can Hall, so you know that. what I mean? Like, I mean, like I, I'm not saying yeah. that it's not a possibility. I just don't think the Rockets execute enough. But okay. honestly, I mean, yeah, but you're, that's you're right. I mean, yeah, the Rockets had the counterpoints for everything, and we're not going to really expand on this too much. But all I'm saying is that I do see your point. Yeah. And I do believe that that was a possibility where you see it more so leaning towards Rockets, like let's say 65 35. I see it more so 65 35 Lakers. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. Right? No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Good point. Good point. Uh, big thank you to the Nature Boy for, uh, for, for joining us at the summit for this take. We appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. In the words of Jose Altuve, thank you. Thank you. Um, let's go ahead and move on with here with Russell. What is going on, Russ? My man. Uh, man, Russ, long time. I haven't no, seen him man. in a long time. So shout outs to you, Russell. Out Hopefully Russ. you do listen to us. Uh, and if you do, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Russell's take was, uh, he, this is uh, his entire take here. Uh, well, actually, I want to preface it by saying he, I, I asked him to give more takes. I, it's a lot of takes. I'm going to go with take, just take number one, just because it's it's a lot. And don't get me wrong. It's not that we don't want to do it. We do want to do it. But we, we do have to, you know, give everyone's takes. And, and I, I feel like I could probably do a whole episode dedicated to your takes so you know so no which is great which is great don't get me wrong like it's wonderful so i do we do appreciate takes but i want to go ahead and just do number one so uh russell's take was movement off the ball run screens crash the boards something like that don't just stand there have a big man uh, having a rim presence a coach who can rely on his entire bench get rid of eric gordon or make him understand that he's not a scoring option and then he said there's so much more, which he ended up diving into later. So, okay. Thank you for the take, uh, Russ. So, I'll, 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 I'll kick this off by saying um, I, I agree with you. M- more movement, which they actually did. I will say this, that they did do more. It was more, mm. especially once they got into the bubble. It was a lot more movement. Um, I do agree with, with you, Russ, in terms of what you're saying. You know, run more screens, crash the boards. Um, it, it's hard to crash, though, when you're a small ball lineup. Yep. It's hard to crash. It's hard to crash more. Running more screens is great, but also Harden is uh, Harden is who he is. He just he just is who he is. If he's not doing that, mm-hmm. then you know you'd want to see a different type of offense when the bench is on the court, especially when Russ is running at the yeah. one. Like I said before, how hard is it to run a flare screen up on the elbow to the three point shot? Like how hard is it? I don't get it. The Rockets don't run that. I see other teams run that. Where yeah. they get their three-point shooters open shots. You see Golden State did it. Miami does it now. Boston does it. And it's a thing. But, you know, yeah. in the sense of that, like, get Eric Gordon some shots on the elbow. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, you. Well, he wanted to trade. There. He wanted it. He wants to get rid of Eric Gordon. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we are, we're all pretty much done with them. So, I, I get that. Yeah. I, he is a scoring option. I mean, let's. Eric Gordon is who he is at the end of the day. He's a he's an Indiana Hoosier. He can score the butt bat. He can score his buckets, but it's it's very few and far between now. The fall off has been real from 2018 to now. So yep. Um. Okay. So great point. Do you have anything else to say towards this point? Or I mean, like the movement. Yeah. Like the a big. You know that would be nice, but. Barring how this offense runs, the only I guess the only big that could possibly be some sort of an impact would be what Serge Ibaka, considering his height, athleticism, yeah. and that he can hit a three. Yeah, that's probably the only feasible option 
within this style of offense unless we get like a super athletic big of course yep. yeah okay mm-hmm. so good points good points and a big thank you for us for meeting us at the summit we appreciate your take thank you uh moving on now the young bucket the young bucket has a take for us jay lubo shout out to you jay uh mm-hmm. how's it going man um he said okay this is this is a good amount so i'm, I'm gonna get i'm gonna get all this though i'm gonna get all this from my boy okay here we go Honestly, I think we laid down a great foundation despite our early exit. This was some of the best defense I've seen in the Harden era, and we cemented our identity on offense. I still think this is this is still a championship roster, and all things considered, we gave a number one seeded Lakers a very convincing one-game win. So in terms of system, I don't think we need to change much, but just tweak some things, like more movement off the ball, empowering the other players and not completely relying on Harden and Russ. This team is way more dangerous if a Jeff Green or an Austin Rivers is killing, and not just our two stars. I think adding a skilled big man that doesn't just run and dunk also would help this team a lot as it gives us a new dimension to the offense. Mm-hmm. But next steps, I hope we just find a solid coach that basically is not as stubborn as MDA was. Yeah, right. I can agree with that to an extent. I I agree too, and and... He's right. It, the defense was very, very mm. good. Yep. It was very good in the bubble. It fell off towards the end, but mm. it was really good in the bubble. Yep. The defense was, I think the defense was great. Um, imp- I thought, you know, the one thing that stood out to me in, in, in the Young Buckets I take was empowering the other players. It made me realize how good LeBron is at empowering yeah. his players to play he, he, hard. He has an expectation of greatness. And, and they all follow suit. Yep. And which they did. And mm-hmm. everyone felt like on that team, that especially that Laker team, felt like they, they were the shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that rightfully so. You know? Um, they're like okay, I'm not even gonna get I'm not gonna dig too much into that to be honest with you, but it's just more so in the sense like I guess more throwing shade at the Clippers because he empowers his guys and they feel like the shit. Well, the Clippers were empowering patrick beverly and marcus morris and look what happened but that's beside that's neither here nor there so in in jay's um take there are a couple things that i don't see as a possibility considering our i'm going to dig into salary cap he said a skilled big man skilled big men are damn near extinction you can't find that and if you do you're going to have to pay big money for that. Do the Rockets have big money? No. So in that regard, Jay, we're only going to get players that can do pick-and-roll dunks. Because if we get a big, oh, man, we'd have to draft it. we have to find him in Europe. Or hopefully trade EG to a team that views EG as high as we view a a skilled big man. Yeah. You know, um, and in that sense, I just don't see it as a possibility. He, I do like his take that he sees us as a championship team. Um, because yeah. it is possible with small, it's very doable. Here and there. It's very doable. We need yeah. a coach that can bring some form of discipline. We'll dig into that later. Um, but mostly in that sense, those are probably some of the best ways that we can get better and get onto the next level. A Jeff Green and Austin Rivers killing it. That's going to happen very rarely. Jeff Green's already 36, 35, very old. It's going to be very hard for him to keep that type of consistency. Um, 
Austin Rivers, we expect more from him, but he kind of folded under the pressure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate, but that's kind of what comes with the territory and role players. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's right. kind of how I feel about that. Good points, good points. Really good points, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they, Big thank you uh, uh, to the Young Bucket for his take. And I agree. Um, I actually agree with everything that uh, the GM said in terms of uh what what it takes to to win a title and uh yeah so we appreciate your your take young bucket thank you for that let's go ahead and move on now and uh let's 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 uh join in with another guest mr fundamental mr fundamental had a funnel in with his take this is a rather quick take you know um this is a i think exactly one two three four five six words <laughs> uh and and i think everyone knows what's coming mm-hmm. <laughs> um Mr. Fundamental is a pretty popular guy on this show, so I'm sh- I'm sure everyone knows what's coming. Get rid of EG, easy wins. <laughs> <laughs> His thought process was, okay, you can keep Dan Tony. You could <laughs> just get rid could, of Eric Gordon. You could just get rid of Eric Gordon. You know what? I'll take a bag of chips and 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 anything. Yeah. Just 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 get rid of EG. So. Okay, and 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 you know you know what this you know everyone's taking three out of the four takes that we've just said have mm-hmm. been get rid of EG. Yep. So, but, well, I'm not gonna lie though. Uh-huh. You know a team that could really thrive with an Eric Gordon. All right, hit me. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto yeah. could really Absolutely. use a guy like him. Yes, yes. That's another shooter that can add. He'd probably dimension. end up shooting better on that team anyway. To be honest, yeah. He probably I mean, would. He just next I, to a Lowry and a Van Vliet, and um, what's it called? And Pascal. Well, you could also, yeah, yeah, and you could also argue from from the standpoint of just when you you know when your time has come with a team, mm-hmm. it just seems like you know like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We know who he is. He peaked with us. Yep. I just don't think he's gonna be any better. Them or Philly. He just needs a culture. He just needs a city change. Yeah. I think he just needs a city change. Yep. So don't be angry. Uh, don't be angry. I mean, I, I I know Mr. Fundamental won't give a two craps. He can shoot eighty percent, and he won't give a crap. Mm-hmm. But um, anyone who wants to trade EG, don't be surprised if he di- if, if he gets traded this offseason and he ends up averaging thirty. I mean, I mean forty percent from three pointers. Or no, I would say like a high thirties. Like a high thirties. Yeah, yeah. 30s. I'm just saying though, don't be surprised. Just yeah. because a culture change is a big deal, a city change is actually a really big deal for a player. So I reinvigorated. It, yeah, it reinvigorates. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We can you can jump into the whole Brad Lidge reference yep. uh, for the Astros and how that helped him when he went to Philly. Yeah, so, he helped them win a World Series. So exactly, there you go. exactly. The yep. upper pool holes home run. Ha, still gets me. Um, Mr. Fundamental, it's always a great take. Like I say in every podcast with Mr. Fundamental, everyone yields to Mr. Fundamental. And uh, it seems like everyone's yielding you because everyone feels the same way. Touche. So, and, and I'm actually going to dive. Uh, so we appreciate that. Thank you. Let's go ahead and move on now. Ryan... Ryan, uh, Ryan uh, Jimenez, the uh, from the Shots and Thoughts podcast. Shout out to Shots and Thoughts. Uh, he's the co-host for them, along with uh, the Nature Boy. Let's go ahead and talk about what he said. Uh, Ryan, what's going on, man? He said, stretch four and or a center, mm-hmm. and of course, trade EG. <laughs> <laughs> so now I count four out of five takes. <laughs> okay, so, so this is this like okay. Well, can he go? No, 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 no. Go, go, go. Okay, go ahead. give me some. Well, I mean, if I could get a center. Resign Isaiah Hartenstein. Resign Isaiah Hartenstein. He was back. so He's good. A good project. Just see with the little bit of PT that he got. Um, maybe mature maker. Um, Thon make. Th- he's, a, he's, a, he's a viper. He's brother. a viper right now. Yes, so. he's someone yeah. that's you know you could possibly dive into that in developing. 
Um, you can get your Ser- next Clint. Sergey. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, Sergey S- Sergey Ibaka. Of course. <laughs> and maybe your pipe dream, Jeremy Grant. But oh, I highly doubt I d- it. Well, now that they've, they're going on this big run, I don't think it's happening. I think yeah, if maybe yeah. they're ousted in the first round or maybe even that Clipper – in the Clippers' second round series, then yeah, it would have been like okay, possible, but but you never know. You Anything never know. Can happen. Maybe he won his t- if they go on and miraculously win a championship, and he's like, okay, well, I did what I I did all I wanted to do here. I'm ready to move on. You know, if he wants to demand a trade, I'm sure he could. But um, good points, good points, uh, Ryan. Yeah, and 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 he's right though. I I would like that. I would like you know you can easily develop your next Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, Clint Capella was a project player. Hardenstein is not of that mold. Hardenstein can hit a three. I think that's the big thing about Hardenstein. Yeah, he's got a little bit of athleticism, but you have Matur, you have Matur Maker, who does have athleticism, a brother yeah. of Ton. You also, you know, you could get in Nerlens Noel. I'm sure at, that Thunder team is going to start rebuilding. So at some point they're gonna, at some point they're gonna, they're they're gonna have to, you know, tear down that foundation. Yeah. So at some point, I think the Nerlens Noel is going to leave. I think Stephen Adams is probably going to get is probably going to dip at some point. So I'll take one or two of those. Like, you know, I'll take that. So, and of course, yeah, Serge Ibaka, absolutely. Get bring him here for the MLE, absolutely. So great take, uh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan with a great take, obviously. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and. Uh, oh, and we have another take. Hang on, it was Kyle. What's going on, Kyle? Our Long boy, time no see from a uh, hoop in hoop days hoop dreams. It's yep. it's been it's been quite a while. It's so, been a minute. so it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. So mm-hmm. what's up, Kyle? Kyle went ahead and give us a gave us his take. He said Harden or someone on the Rockets needs to go back to the mid range near the elbow. It can set up threes by curling behind the mid range shooter. Thank you, Curry slash Clay. <laughs> Did this really well. Thank you, Kyle. Read, read his mind. Read the GM's mind. Speak to the masses. Great basketball minds think alike in the sense of what can present the best type of success. We don't have the slap. I mean, we don't have players that are slashers of a Claire Steph. But you can mold that in the sense of giving them the opportunities and a coach that takes that very seriously. You know what I mean? D'Antoni is a great offensive mind, but an offensive mind in the sense of empowering the point guard. Of course. So what Kyle says, yes, I completely agree. Put you know Westbrook more in the post, Harden possibly in the post or the elbow, and allowing players to work around them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that puts them in position to success. Can you imagine Austin Rivers going from you know baseline to baseline, curling up with a PJ Tucker or Rocco? setting them up for the elbow three. And if everyone rotates there, that leaves Rocco or a PJ in the corner open for three. Think Absolutely. about that. Yeah, yeah. That's an easy, easy well, that's, offensive that's a base, set. Yeah, that's a basic, that's a pretty basic. But they're not, they're not running that. No, they're not. And they're so not. it's like, it's they're, they're basically eliminating an area of the court that they could utilize. But that's neither here nor there. So outside of that, Kyle, that was a, an amazing take, man. And we really appreciate that because I completely agree with it. Absolutely, 100%. and I and I agree too. And it's it's something because he was right. He was saying it's something that Clay and Steph do. It's an easy set play. It's an easy set play. It's just it can be tough to execute if you don't have the right personnel. Yes, that I can agree with. So I would think that it could be done, but you know the players, you have to have the right personnel, and the players have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. 
So it, you know, so that you need that. And, and Golden State is they, you know, you need, you can, you, I think everyone should take any shooter should take a master class on how Golden State ran that offense. Yep. Cause that was run to a T. Mm-hmm. Absolutely run to a T. Now, um, if only I could get, uh, Russell Westbrook to study film on how the Golden State runs and, and, and lock himself into a gym for two and a half to three months mm-hmm. and shoot. If he makes a thousand threes, uh, then he can leave the gym. Yeah. Per day. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Kyle. Great take. Great take. And I know the GM has a few takes that yeah, he wants I have to, some from my personal Instagram. from his personal that he, that some people have, uh, that some people have, uh, deciphered and given to him. So yeah. Hit us up. Hit us up, GM. Let, uh, tell the people. Okay, so my first one is from my coworker, Brandon. He messaged me three words. He just said, trade Russell Westbrook. I was like, trade EG? I mean, that's kind of uh, old I, news. That's kind yeah. of old news, Brandon. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. But he's a Lakers fan. Let me preface that. Okay. But he also does respect how well we played against them despite the 4-1 win. Of course, of course. Um. Trade, I can trade, I can yeah. dig into this, but I'm not going to as other people have talked about it. All I'm going to say is that with his contract, considering that he does have three more years, or two more years, yeah. and a player option. Which um, he probably would he accept. He probably will accept, considering he won't get that money it's, anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not happening, unless we have a team that's desperate, like the New York Knicks, you know, willing to take on that just for some form of star power. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So my near and dear friend from high school, Claire, <laughs> Hi, Claire, messaged me. I love Claire. And her son, Cam, said, Westbrook should quit playing. <laughs> Three-year-old? Three-year-old son. I think. I Claire, I really don't remember how old your son oh, is. Oh, that is. I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> but he's so this, such this, a cutie. So this, little, this little, little boy, basically, yes, yeah. said Westbrook, Russell Westbrook should quit playing? Yes, because I guess he's just not good enough. And if, you know what? That's, if, a, that's a great take. It's a great take. You know what? I'll say this. <laughs> if a child, if a little kid can see you crap in the bed... Yes. You're obviously not doing something right. Yes. And I'll tell you this. I'm a teacher, right? I, I teach <laughs> kindergarten. Children will tell it like it is. Yes. Yes. If you, they do. if you got a haircut and they don't like it, they'll tell you. They'll tell you to your face. So this kid was watching, probably watching Russell Westbrook and was like, watching him lose the ball constantly and goes, Mom, I could probably dribble better than that. Yep. You know, right? I res- like, like, I respect his confidence. Exactly. Yes. And so. Wow, yeah, okay. that's that's <laughs> hilarious. Take. To me. I'll and take it. Yeah, that's a great take. I'll take I'm that not, to the bank. Yeah, like, Thank you. Know you. Okay, he's uh, he's not. Sometimes he. Sometimes I. I don't think he's <laughs> wrong. But okay, so but this <laughs> Thank last you, take Thank you. is um from Tim, who we hoop with at the, you know, at the park. Oh yes, yes, yes. What's yes. up, Tim? So Tim states, I'll, I'm quoting this. Send Russ to Milwaukee for Giannis. We'll get on this in a, in a, in a, in a bit. I love you, Tim. Uh, but Or go get a big man like Carl Anthony Towns. Also, we have to really see who the head coach will be because this could change so many things for the Rockets. He's very right about that. The coach, definitely culture change, like yep. Tillman Fertitta stated. Yep. But let me, get, let me talk about these trades first. Okay, bro. I would love to have Giannis, honestly. If you say no that you wouldn't take Giannis on this team, you're an idiot. Um, but that's not happening as much as I, I mean, unless we trade James Harden, that's the I, only way we could get a Giannis onto Kumpo. And even then we'd have probably have to trade Russell and Harden. I may be in the minority here. I'm definitely in the minority in that mm-hmm. sense. I, if he can't develop a jump shot, I don't want him. 
honestly. Because if, if, if he is uh-huh. the main mm-hmm. guy, uh-huh. if he is the main guy. Yeah. Now, granted, if you can team him up like you put LeBron and D-Wade together. You put, you put, you him, put him next with, to someone who can. With a star shooter. Exactly. Chris Middleton is good, but he also plays the same position. But I don't want, I, I wouldn't want him if Harden wasn't here yeah well, i wouldn't want well, him technically yeah. i would say if he was to play with harden he would succeed because he doesn't need to have yeah a jump yeah shot. absolutely he's but, basically a six he's a seven foot tall russell westbrook yeah yes exactly and, and but would he would he but wouldn't he want to take a final shot though you know that, that's no, what i'm saying he's not going to no no no. but that's what i'm saying though yeah. he might want to do that and yeah. then that might be you know so i'm in the minority well, that's, I that's, don't, that's picking straws at yeah that point. i'm not i'm not a fan but i'm not I a fan of his, that honestly well i mean i'm, I'm not gonna say okay I'm not a fan of the media narrative pre-choke job for Milwaukee. How they glorified him. They made him – they put him in the same stature as LeBron. No, that's disrespecting LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And for me, that's – you know, I just think that if Giannis were paired with someone like a James Harden, a ball-dominant guard, mm-hmm. it can help him reach another level of not having to dominate the ball and also being able to affect the game in other ways. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. Um, when 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 Tim said get a Carl Anthony Towns, I actually agree with that, minus the attitude issues behind a cat. But Cat's game could definitely coincide with his team because he is a skilled big man that can shoot the ball, like Jay stated in his statement. But like I said, a lot of money is involved with skilled big men. So that being said. If you were to tell me, would should we trade Russell Westbrook for a cat? No, but I do like the idea. Eric Gordon for cat, hundred percent. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I'll, I'll run with the attitude issues here and there. I'll trade yes. one whiner for another whiner. Yes, <laughs> but you know, in my regard, I just think that it's just not. If we were if we were able to keep Russ and add him, then I'm hundred percent in that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, good points, good points, and big thank you to Tim. And uh, you have any more takes? No, that's more it. Takes? That's All right, it. wow. So we mailbagged we, it up. We mailbagged it up. Uh, Summit Summit takes part two was 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 wonderful. That was the second time we've opened it up, and mm-hmm. and we appreciate it. Thank you so much. We got to a everyone. lot more uh, questions, answers. People are a lot more receptive this time. Well, around. You know, yeah. Well, you know, a, a, you know, uh, uh, failure breeds a lot of uh, breeds mobs. Yes, so, it's, it's very true. So you know, maybe it's if we were, maybe if we, shit. maybe if we won four to one, everyone's like, "Yeah, we good, we good, right?" Twenty eight. If it was twenty eighteen, but you know, uh... so I'm not going to be negative, Nancy. Thank you, uh, just once again, everyone that ha- that gave us your takes. Big shout outs to all of you, and thank you. And and like I said, uh, if you follow us on, if you're not following us on Instagram, you need to follow us now, like literally right now as you listen to this podcast. Hop on it. Follow us at Summit State of Mind underscore pod and be on the lookout because I will be posting that. I'll post it on my story. I'll post it out on our uh, on our page to let y'all know that mm-hmm. once we open this up, you you will your voices will be heard. We will discuss it. We will discuss it for the whole world to hear. So your takes matter. Every take we literally we didn't skip any take here. Every one of y'all's takes matter to us, mm-hmm. whether it's, uh, you know, long, short, good, bad, or if it's a popular take or a non-popular take. It didn't matter. It was all equal. Everyone's an equal opportunist under our eyes. Right? Right, yes. GM? Yes. Everyone's an equal opportunist. So big thank yous to all of you for your takes. Like I said, even the, heck, even Claire's son had a take. You know? Yeah, like that's, exactly. Everyone, 
everyone is an equal opportunist here. So we appreciate that. Do you quickly? Do you remember real quick when a when a when David Robinson got on the on the episode? What is it? The uh, the Olympic the dream yes. team, and he goes, he, uh, Charles Barkley is an equal opportunity abuser. Yes, that's exactly. Charles it. was like, if you slap, hey man, if you turn the other cheek, I'm gonna slap you in the other cheek too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay, we'll go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, close this uh, part. I'm gonna call this this is the end of part one right now. It's gonna be two parts into this episode here, which we're basically just gonna be talking. Part one, you know, we wanted to kind of dive into the mailbag here, the the summit takes, which mattered, which were very near and dear to us. But uh, go ahead and keep on the lookout for part two. Part two is gonna be coming up here, and we are gonna be talking about the coach, the coaching search, which is gonna be absolutely big time because that is going to be culture changing, and definitely in my opinion i'm sure the gm agrees the last chance for the rockets in this era with harden to win yep. a title yep so this is a big big off season you can argue the biggest off season in rocket history in the harden era yep every, even though we think every year is the biggest this one is going to be the biggest because harden is not 28 27 and or you know th- or even 30 for that matter so it's going to be a, a big thing um before i go gm do you have anything else to say before i uh before i sign off before we sign off here no i mean that's that pretty much covers it we had a good one this was a very good um episode for us put our foot in the water dip in the water a little bit once again get our toes wet bring it back you know what I yeah mean? Like, that's right that's talk right about the rockets again without feeling sad exactly exactly mm-hmm. and 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 that's the thing like that was that that's the great thing about this podcast and me and the gm we talked about it before we before we even um started was that even though the season ended and the 2020 rocket season is technically over and it didn't end on a good note doesn't mean our season's over oh no just if you follow us on instagram you know just like uh just like adam sandler told shooter we've only just begun this is going to be an absolute big time thing and and we just because their season's over doesn't mean we're over we're just getting started we got so many awesome ideas Great episodes that are going to keep you guys not only informed about what's going on with this modern day Rockets, but to give you a chance to reminisce on past Rockets. This is the podcast. This is the platform for all of that. And it's to put your questions, anything that you've ever thought of in any time in any part of Rocket history, is to put it at the forefront of this podcast so you can listen to it. We're, we ask, we are a Houston Rockets informative podcast, but we like to dive, we like to dive into the time machine. We like to dive into the what if machine. We like to fire oh, that yeah. flux capacitor. We're not hesitant to do that. So we will definitely be doing that. And we're so excited to bring this part of the pod to y'all. So just cause the Rockets season, once again, just cause the Rockets season's over doesn't mean the summit state of mind takes a break. There are no breaks to get to the summit. Am I right? I mean, well, nope. technically you could. Take a break take on your way breather, to the summit. But I mean, you know, like the goal is to get there. Yeah, the goal is always to get yeah. there. And the summit is to win a championship. So yep. the Rockets, once the Rockets win a title, maybe I'll, maybe we'll take a month off. But until then, no off season, no off season breaks. Just as much as Harden and Westbrook should not be taking breaks, they need to go back to the lab. Yep. Just as much as we do. You damn so. right. Big time things here. Uh, once again, big thank you to everyone that with their takes and just all of you that has continued, continued, continued to support us. Pretty awesome though. I, I guess the the loss was real, GM, because we had continual listenings, even though like we didn't pump out any new episodes in the past two weeks. Yeah. We've actually had pretty consistent listens on according yeah, to our stats, which is nice, which is pretty awesome. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and transition that real quick as we end as we end this podcast to uh, Amazon Music. We are live on Amazon Music. I'm gonna drop it. We are here. 
We are live. If you download the Amazon Music app, we are live currently on there. Type in Summit State of Mind. Every episode we have is on that uh, platform. So be sure that if you don't, if, if you're not leaning towards Apple Music or if you're not leaning towards Spotify, we are now on Amazon Music. So big time, big time for that. Big thank you also to Amazon Music for, uh, for allowing us to be on their platform. So thank you, Amazon. Continuing to get dubs always and forever. Amazon Prime. Love it. So big thank you to all, big, big thank you to them for that. And uh, big thank yous, obviously, to our great and wonderful sponsors, to Day Off, to Bean Here Coffee, and to the Argyle League big thank you be sure to check them out wonderful stuff there uh be sure to follow us on instagram at summit state of mind underscore pod we're always posting stories um we are always posting weekly stuff and we're always there uh if you ever want to reach out to us we're always there so be sure to uh, give us a follow there as well and of course with this pandemic going on we want to make sure that all of you guys are taking care of yourselves and making sure that you are you know washing your hands go ahead and go back to a past episode where ray was talking trash to eric gordon for 23 seconds for good measure and wash your hands for 23 seconds while you're listening to mr fundamental talk trash to eg and be sure that you are also wearing a mask which is also a big deal especially if you're living in the united states make sure that you are taking care of of yourselves and most importantly make sure you are taking care of each other uh beards and brodies typically the last couple of sign-offs have been anticipation for a game but uh, the anticipation for the coaching search in this offseason has begun. So we're going to take a quick, short, uh, little short uh, break here. And then we're going to come back with part two of the podcast. Part two. So a big thank you and uh, take care. The Summit for, 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 for Life.